847 is 366 and 7. Hello and welcome to Escorta Settle, a podcast about movie and TV music. I'm your host, Brian McVicker. Each episode, I focus on music composed for film and television, whether through analyzing a specific score, taking a deep dive into a particular composer's work, or by way of interviews with guests, both those in the industry and also fellow fans. Last time on Escorta Settle, the man from Uncle Series had been in my sights, as I continued my exploration of TV shows which graduated to big-screen cinematic adventures, and what musical attributes did or did not carry over from the televised episodes to the feature film. In this latest episode of this subseries, I'm turning my attention to one of the most popular toy lines of the 1980s. It's a science fiction universe showcased for nearly four decades via the original syndicated cartoon, comic books, and animated movie, even further televised animated series, and now a long-running live-action film franchise. This would be the mechanized, ever-shifting, and evolving world of sentient robots called the Transformers. Now, as Optimus Prime would declare, let's transform and roll out. During its almost 40-year history, music for the Transformers has been remarkably varied. Since 1984, and throughout more than a dozen different U.S. and Japanese-produced animated series, the 1986 theatrically-released animated feature, and a fistful of live-action, big-budget movies, the music has never maintained a consistent style or approach. Even the original TV series theme, tattooed on the mental pathways of most 80s kids, isn't referenced in the different incarnations, as opposed to how the Mission Impossible movie series maintains its main theme, jazz-inflected sound and bongo-driven rhythms from its original TV series. With the Transformers, the score and songs usually have reflected current or trendy musical approaches along the way. For example, the vocal tracks range from the initial commercial tune, The Transformers, more than meets the eye, Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons, to hard rock, to Japanese pop. This is all the while as the score morphed from classic symphonic strains heavy metal to jazzy funk
to bellicose Hans Zimmer-inspired synth orchestral hybrids. But I'll first reverse back to the original cartoon series, often referred to as G1 or Generation 1, that was produced by Sunbow and Marvel Productions and aired from 1984 to 1987. Motivated by the unprecedented success of Kenner's line of Star Wars-based action figures, fellow toy company Hasbro reinvented the stalwart G.I. Joe in 1982 as a line of similarly sized three and three quarter inch figures. In addition, Hasbro partnered with Sunbow and Marvel in 1983 to produce both a comic book series and a five part animated miniseries for television. Back then, Marvel had its own production company called, appropriately enough, Marvel Productions, which was there for the purpose of creating animated shows based on its own properties. And this included The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man and his amazing friends. When Hasbro later began developing the Transformers toy line, they partnered again with Sunbow and Marvel and followed the same three-pronged strategy as with G.I. Joe. Toys, monthly comic book, and syndicated cartoon. Famed longtime Marvel Comics editor Jim Shooter handled the heavy lift of world-building all the now-familiar elements. That would be heroic Autobots, evil Decepticons, their four-million-year war, their home planet Cybertron, the exodus to Earth, etc. All while Marvel writer Bob Budiansky handled the characters. Their imaginative work combined with an eclectic and unique voice cast and enthusiastic writing staff resulted in a cartoon that is still fondly remembered and referenced 40 years later. The main theme for the Transformers, which received new sonic upgrades each season of the show, was written by Anne Bryant and Ford Kender, a composing duo at the ad agency Michelin and Company. Both separately and together, Bryant and Kender also wrote themes for Jim and the Holograms, Visionaries, and My Little Pony. A fun fact about the lyrics in that succinct and direct Transformers title tune the lyric about Autobots waging their battle was supposed to be read by an announcer, not sung. But there was a misunderstanding in the recording session, and thus we have that oddly syncopated midsection part of the song. Here is the season two version to illustrate a subsequent version of the main theme in a slower tempo, but with a heavier bass beat. So again, this is the main theme for the Transformers original animated series from 1984, composed by Anne Bryant and Ford Kender. In terms of the score for the original syndicated series, a wealth of library cues were provided by composers Johnny Douglas and Robert J. Walsh. These two composers also provided music for the G.I. Joe series simultaneously. Johnny Douglas was the senior, more old-school composer of the two. He was born in 1920 in London and rose to prominence after World War II as a popular dance and big band leader and arranger. Johnny Douglas scored uh, for both uh, for British film and television programs and eventually brought his sonorous string sound to the Marvel Productions cartoons, such as the aforementioned The Incredible Hulk, 
Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and also Dungeons and Dragons, G.I. Joe, and of course, where we are today with the Transformers. When you listen closely to Douglas's music for these shows, you'll detect his own sound and style, which often combine the orchestra with an almost big band swing at times. Here's an example of one of Johnny Douglas's cues for the show. That was the cue titled Explore, composed by Johnny Douglas, for the original Transformers cartoon series. That library cue is one of a number of tracks included on the soundtrack LP released in 2018 by the label Enjoy the Ride Records. This was the first official release of music from the first three seasons of the television show. This LP, personally speaking, was a dream come true for me, as I long wanted something like it on album since I first saw the show in 1984. It was from the album liner notes that I learned the score cues were recorded in the Czech Republic during 1983 and 84. And this is where Johnny Douglas embellished the orchestra with saxophones, electric and bass guitar, drum kit, and synthesizers. All those added instruments are apparent in several of the cues, such as this one called Heavy Metal. That was another example of the library cues composed by Johnny Douglas for the original 1984 Transformers animated series. Johnny Douglas's counterpart on the show I had mentioned uh, was a composer named Robert J. Walsh. Uh, he was someone who made his career in the during the late 70s and throughout the 1980s contributing music for many other cartoon series. This would include Looney Tunes, Defenders of the Earth, My Little Pony, and the aforementioned G.I. Joe and Transformers. While Robert J. Walsh had collaborated with Douglas at the start of the series, he began being credited uh, on the show itself during season two, uh, along with the addition of new orchestral music library cues. These cues were utilized in both G.I. Joe and Transformers, leading to a feeling of more musical synergy between the two shows. 
Here's an example of one of those cues composed by Robert J. Walsh called Unfriendly Skies. During the summer of 1986, between seasons two and three, fans were treated to the massively epic and paradigmatic shift that is the animated Transformers the movie. It changed the landscape of the Transformers universe in almost every way possible, even advancing the time frame ahead 20 years while tragically eliminating beloved characters. This major shift also extended to the music, Transformers the movie boasted a soundtrack that could only have been produced at that time, in that decade, as it, somewhat surprisingly, consisted of songs and score encapsulating the trends of heavy metal and prog rock synth sound. This would, of course, only be the first time we see the Transformers franchise migrate from TV to the big screen, and musically it could not have been more dissimilar to what kids heard from the TV show each week. The original soundtrack LP for Transformers the Movie was released by Scotty Brothers Records, and the vocal tracks were mostly written by artists already signed to this label, such as Lion, who performed that hard rock version of the main Transformers theme. Other bands and artists who contributed songs included Spectre General and Stan Bush. The latter artist, Stan Bush, provided the song which found itself graced with an actual music video aired on MTV that summer and is heard twice in the movie itself. This song would be called The Touch, and it should be immediately familiar to longtime fans of the movie. You got the touch. You got the power.
That was a portion of the song, The Touch, written and performed by Stan Bush for the 1986 animated Transformers The Movie. Aficionados of Paul Thomas Anderson's 1997 film Boogie Nights will also recognize this as the song performed on screen by Mark Wahlberg's character of Dirk Diggler. This track was initially intended for use in the Sylvester Stallone action picture Cobra, also from 1986, but the record company decided on a last-minute switch, and thank goodness for that, inspired idea as its presence really kicks Transformers the movie into overdrive, kind of in a similar fashion to how Queen's rock anthem Flash Gordon does the same for that movie. Score-wise, the producers hired electronic music proponent Vince DeCola, who himself has maintained a career as a composer, arranger, and pop song producer, in addition to being a keyboardist for many pop artists. Vince DeCola was riding a hot streak following his scores for two recent blockbuster hits, the Saturday Night Fever sequel Staying Alive and the fourth installment of the long-running Rocky franchise. It was his propulsive synth rock hybrid score for 1985's Rocky IV that caught the collective ears of the Transformers producers, and so they sought the same upbeat sound for their feature. Decola then organized a similar ensemble of three keyboardists, drums, percussion, and guitar, crafting a very melodic score full of infectiously memorable tunes and it is also shamelessly trendy for its time. All of those aspects are evident in this cue called Escape, composed by Vince DiCola from the 1986 animated Transformers the Movie.
that was an example of the energetic arena rock inspired music composed by Vince DiCola for the animated Transformers movie. Since this movie's storyline was nestled between seasons two and three of the TV show, the regular series voice cast found themselves joined by notable Hollywood stars, both classic and new. From Citizen Kane himself, Orson Welles, to the OG Spock, Leonard Nimoy, as well as Monty Python alum, Eric Idle. Direction, script, and animation tasks were all handled by the same team as the cartoon, allowing for more optimum story connections from the small to the big screen. The aforementioned Hollywood legend Orson Welles, who died shortly after recording his lines for the film, voiced the planet-sized megavillain named Unicron. And this is a character for which DeCola wrote a theme both menacing and methodical. Despite the fact that Transformers the movie had very little impact at the box office, the show continued through its third and somewhat abbreviated fourth season, mainly dealing with the fallout from the events of the feature film. This is all before the show quietly exited the US TV landscape in 1987. However, in Japan, the Transformers universe continued in earnest. The company originally responsible for the Transformers toys themselves, Takara, commissioned Toei Animation for three more series and a one-off special, all still closely connected to the original US TV series. The three episodic series, titled The Headmasters, Super God Master Force, and Transformers Victory, were all initially only seen by viewers in Japan. These episodes, were not dubbed or subtitled for English-speaking territories until years later when released on DVD by Shout Factory. While these three TV shows certainly showcase characters familiar to fans in the United States, they bear more hallmarks of traditional Japanese anime series, including more prominent use of songs and a pop-influenced scoring style. Check out the theme of Super God Master Force, by Toshia Igarashi.
That was the theme for the 1988 Transformers series Super God Master Force by Toshia Igarashi, produced by Takara for Japanese audiences only. As I mentioned, the music aligns more with anime styles, with songs often accompanying longer montage sequences, and scores which are pop-influenced, either all synth or a smaller band of strings and brass joined by a drum kit and electric guitar. For example, listen to this cue, called Star Saber vs. Death Saurus, composed by Mishiaki Watanabe, and this is for the third Takara Transformers series called Victory. That was music composed by Mishiaki Watanabe for the 1989 Japanese TV series Transformers Victory. This series, along with the Headmasters, with music by Ishidi Katsunuri and Super God Master Force Watanabe again, saw all of its respective songs and score cues collected in a deluxe CD box set way back in 2004. I grabbed this set back at that time but wasn't able to finally watch the shows themselves until the subtitled DVD editions uh, were released years later. And it was fascinating for me to note the different use of music in these Takara-produced series. For example, in the U.S. cartoon, library cues constantly underscore every scene. But in the Japanese series, many sequences are allowed to unfold without any music at all. And so, following the one-off special episode called Zone in 1990, that original era of the Transformers, as I mentioned called G1 or Generation 1, wrapped up and entered a short hiatus period. However, let it be said that you can't keep a good bot down, as the Transformers brand was resurrected in 1996 through a partnership between Hasbro and Takara. And this actually allowed it to return to U.S. airwaves in the form of two CG animated shows, Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Now, since that time, the franchise has been a mainstay on television, represented in more than 15 series. The various series are split between being represented as dubbed versions of Japanese productions, such as the early 2000s Unicron trilogy, and homegrown productions, such as Transformers Animated and Transformers Prime in 2007 and 2010, respectively. Musically speaking, 
these series featured a wide range of soundscapes and styles, from fully synth to fully orchestral, by both Japanese and American composers. In fact, Brian Tyler, notable for his contributions to the Fast and the Furious and Marvel movies during the last decade, added a powerful orchestral score to the aforementioned Transformers Prime series. Concurrent with the small screen resurgence, around 2004, development began on a possible live-action Transformers film series, probably due to CG effects seemingly able to now make the idea of believable giant shape-shifting robots more feasible. This, of course, would be the second time that the robots in disguise migrated to the big screen. Through a collaboration of producers Don Murphy, Tom DeSanto, and Steven Spielberg, along with screenwriters Robert Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. The cinematic world was presented with the first live-action Transformers movie in 2007. It starred Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox and was directed by famed action movie auteur Michael Bay. Coincidentally enough, the musical approach of both the 1986 animated and the 2007 live-action movies shares some similar attributes. By that, I mean the movie's soundscape consists of hard rock song tracks by bands of the day, such as Linkin Park, Smashing Pumpkins, and Goo Goo Dolls, while the score, composed by Steve Jablonski, firmly followed in the footsteps of composer Hans Zimmer's more modern style, specifically what was heard in 2005's Batman Begins. So, for an example of the songs heard in this first live-action Transformers movie, and the overall rock sound of 2007, here is Linkin Park's song, What I've Done.
was the track called What I've Done by the band Linkin Park. First of several songs that the band actually wrote for the ongoing live-action Transformers franchise. In terms of the score, at the time, the music composed by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard for Batman Begins had had a strong impact on genre pictures, whether action or superhero. And so it wasn't surprising that Steve Jablonski was asked to follow this model, this scoring style, for Transformers. However, if you look back at Michael Bay's own filmography, back in the 1990s with movies like Bad Boys, The Rock, and Armageddon, he'd already shown he had his own predilection for this style of scoring, that being the sort of anthemic rock orchestral hybrid sound that Zimmer himself really pioneered. Regardless of Batman Begins, I think the score for Transformers would have always sounded like this, meaning heavy percussion, string ostinatos, brass blasts, and the synth sweeteners. So here is the cue called Arrival on Earth, composed by Steve Jablonski for 2007's Transformers.
That was the cue titled Arrival on Earth, composed by Steve Jablonski for 2007's Transformers. For comparison of that scoring style being modeled, listen to this cue from Batman Begins from 2005, just in order to have an idea of the musical template that was making waves. Steve Jablonski studied both computer science and music at UC Berkeley prior to joining the team at Hans Zimmer's studio, Remote Control Productions. He collaborated with Zimmer, as well as Harry Gregson Williams, on various projects, eventually garnering solo credits for himself with TV's Desperate Housewives, 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and 2005's The Island, the latter film directed by Michael Bay. So, this initial outing into the realm of live-action film was a huge hit for the Transformers, and subsequent sequels appeared regularly soon after. From 2009 to 2017, director Michael Bay and composer Jablonski collaborated on the next four installments, those being Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, Age of Extinction, and The Last Night. The scores for the sequels maintain the same sound stamp. For instance, here is the track called Shockwave's Revenge from Steve Jablonski's score for 2011's Transformers Dark of the Moon. That was a selection of Steve Jablonski's score for Transformers Dark of the Moon, the third of now seven installments in the 16 years and running live-action franchise. The two most recent sequels, which are both technically prequels, present a slight change in tone, i.e. less crass humor, as Michael Bay stepped away from directing chores, 
allowing for new creatives to step in, including new composers. With 2018's Bumblebee, it was a welcome surprise to see Italian composer Dario Marinelli hired on as he brought his experience scoring adult dramas such as Pride and Prejudice and Atonement to the project. His resulting score is lighter and more playful, often highlighting piano, acoustic guitar, and woodwinds. In addition, Marianelli uh, composed a very moving, elegiac choral and orchestral cue called Death and Resurrection. So this is that cue composed by Marianelli for 2018's Bumblebee. That was the cue called Death and Resurrection, composed by Dario Marinelli, for the 2018 movie Bumblebee, which is the sixth installment in the live-action Transformers film franchise. This year, 2023, saw the release of Transformers Rise of the Beasts, directed by Stephen Capel Jr., and introduced to the Hollywood blockbuster scene up-and-coming composer Yannick Bontemps. Bontemps' unique background includes music training at Yale, Berkeley, and USC, and much work in short films, documentaries, and video games. His score for this latest Transformers feature, which is set in 1994, leans more towards the booming epic sound of Steve Jablonski's scores, while also heralding new themes for the Maximals, which were characters seen in Beast Wars, the TV series.
Bontemps also incorporates cues and themes composed by Jablonski, dovetailing this picture nicely into the 2007 original. In fact, Rise of the Beast wraps up in a heroic style by recapitulating Jablonski's main Transformers theme, which we heard in that cue Arrival on Earth, and we hear again in this cue called Humans and Autobots Unite. That was music by Yannick Bontemps and Steve Jablonski for the 2023 film Transformers Rise of the Beasts, the cue called Humans and Autobots Unite. <laughs> to help draw this episode to a close, I of course want to refer back to my main questions posed for this subseries. Those being whether, musically, what was carried over from the televised episodes to the theatrical feature, or features, was the TV series theme referenced? Was the style of episodic scoring repeated? As you can probably discern, the answer to all of these questions in regards to the Transformers is no. There simply is no consistent musical or thematic character throughout all incarnations of the Transformers. It's surprising that even the original cartoon theme by Anne Bryant and Ford Tender, which permeated pop culture consciousness, is rarely ever referenced. As it stands now, the Transformers and media show no signs of waning, with new animated series premiering on various streaming services and two new feature films currently in development. The franchise could continue almost as long as the Autobot Decepticon War of four million years. Interestingly enough, one of those upcoming features in development is fully animated, which should make it a nice companion piece to the beloved 1986 movie. And like the robots in disguise themselves, with all their varying alternate modes, gestalts, and combinations, the musical direction accompanying their TV and film adventures is always unpredictable, and dare I say, transforming. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode, another of my mini-series exploring TV shows which transitioned over to the big screen and what musical lineage persisted. As with Star Trek, 
Transformers contain some of my favorite music for television. And for a long time, I'd been considering how might I showcase some of it here on my podcast. So this particular sub-series seemed like a fitting avenue, and I hope you found it enjoyable and possibly more than meets the ear. Okay, I really do have to stop with these terrible puns. Music heard in this episode were from the following TV shows and films. Transformers on TV, both U.S. and Japanese-produced series, include music composed by Anne Bryant, Ford Kinder, Johnny Douglas, Robert J. Walsh, Shida Katsunuri, Michiaki Watanabe, Toshia Igarashi, and Hayato Matsuo. Transformers on film included songs by Stan Bush, Lincoln Park, Inspector General, and scores composed by Vince DiCola, Steve Jablonski, Dario Marinelli, and Yannick Bontemps. If you'd like to send any comments or questions, you can email the show at podcast at gmail.com, find the blog at ascoretosettle.blogspot.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash ascoretosettle, and on Twitter at score2settlepod, that's score, the number two, settle pod. The show is available on most streaming platforms, and if you happen to listen to the show via Apple Podcast, feel free to leave a rating and a review. I always appreciate that, and you can get a shout-out next time. Thanks again for listening. Listening.